What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host, Alex Van Aken. Today, I'm joined by the news hound, the once and future informer, Wesley LeBanc. Hello. Hello, hello. I, I think I called you Wesley LeBanc. Uh, <laughs> That's actually that's my bad. That's what I go by um, when the sun goes down. So that's that's my favorite Banjo Kazooie uh, boss, <laughs> LeBanc. Welcome to the show, Wes. Glad to have you here. You're only going to be here for a few minutes, and you got to bounce. You got you got things to get to, but we wanted to get you on because we're going to be talking about Fortnite X Dragon Ball whoop, whoop. today. And you are a big Dragon Ball fan. You have your own Dragon Ball rewatch podcast, right? Yes, I do. It's called um, What's it Dragon called? Ball Speak. It's me and one of my best friends. He's like watched Dragon Ball Z his entire life and he's obsessed with it. He knows everything about it. I had never watched it and it is me watching it for the first time alongside a veteran who knows their stuff. That's awesome. It's, um, That's super You can cool. hear me say big boy words and cuss words that I don't say here on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go check and that's it a out. good warning for our two guests because they, they got filthy mouths. <laughs> uh, we got Jesse Vitelli, returning guest, editor at Prima Games. You know him, you love him. Jesse, welcome back. What's going on? Wait a minute. Why do I have a filthy mouth? What did I do? One of what the did filthiest I do? In the You're from New York. Heard, yeah. What? You're from New York. It's just default. <laughs> I walk and I talk and I it's live in New default, York. It's your default voice. You got New Yorker voice one in your... Forget about it. That exactly. kind of stuff? Okay. I don't yeah. know if I'd consider that filthy, but like, yeah, all right. I'll go with that. It's good to have a brand <laughs> nowadays. Thank you for having me, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Jesse. We're also joined by... Just come on and get roasted immediately. God, I can't get through this intro. Let me introduce this last person. <laughs> clowns. We're joined by my close friend. You've seen him uh, on many streams in the past with Valorant. I think Fortnite maybe in the past. Uh, he's a video editor over at uh, Riot Games, formerly Team Liquid. Uh, he, he's, he's the dude. He's the man. He's my Fortnite partner, my duo. It's Sean Thomas. Hello, Sean Thomas. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. And um, I, I, for one, I'm proud to be to be lumped in the filthy mouth crew with Jesse. And I'm I'm gonna wear that badge proudly. Let's but go. I'm gonna try to tone it down for the episode. You're up there from the Northeast. Yeah, I'm I'm from Boston. He's from they New got, York. They well, got we're uncivilized people over there. This is true. You got clam chowder and you got cuss words. <laughs> That's all you have up there. That's all I've chowder. got. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. hot dogs. Uh, well, <laughs> the glizzy goblins. Welcome to the show, guys. This one's going to be the oh god. This one's going to be um a casual episode. I am in my aunt and uncle's house right now in London, England. I'm in West West Hampstead uh in the Alvinley Gardens neighborhood. It is a very cool place. They don't have air conditioning here, I guess, like as much. So I'm I'm I've got the windows open. I've got a fan on in the background you might hear. But I'm in London. It is 8 p.m. I'm exhausted. I'm jet lagged. I thought I beat the jet lag. It caught up to me today. I went to the Pokemon World Championships at the London Excel Center downtown. It was like an hour Uber because there's like train strikes and everything happening right now. And I went and I I toured the whole facility. I got I went to the they have a pop up Pokemon shop, pop up Pokemon Center. I bought like eighty five dollars worth of merch there, <laughs> um, which actually doesn't get you much. I saw some upcoming products that haven't been released yet. I like the two new, you know, they do like the Pokeball replicas with the wand company. Yeah. I saw like two new ones that aren't out yet. 
Uh, I've got it all coming out in like a vlog kind of video over on the Game Informer YouTube channel. But that's why I'm exhausted. But I'm happy to be here. Let's talk about Fortnite, y'all. So I think Fortnite is back in the zeitgeist uh, with their latest collaboration uh, with Dragon Ball Super. I think it's super specifically. They got Beerus. They got Son Goku. Bulma, you know, is rocking her kind of soccer mom look from Super. Vegeta's in it. And they've also, it just, so sometimes Fortnite does these collaborations where, like, they put LeBron James in the game, right? He just gets a skin. This is one of those big collaborations where they change the game. And they changed the gameplay of the game to go along with the collaboration, which those are always the best ones. And so there's there's Dragon Ball related quests that you can go and do, but throughout the map there are capsules that you can find, Capsule Corp capsules, and there's also some vending machines that are sponsored by Capsule Corp in the game. But you can there are two new main mechanics they've introduced with this. Uh, we've got the um, the Nimbus Cloud uh, that is also a glider but if you find it in the lobby in the game you can redeploy from the ground and fly up via nimbus cloud and then they've got kamehameha and it is a giant it's a kamehameha you just beam people and you can melt people in one hit if you if you land it right and it's so much fun man wes you got the least amount of time till you have to go how you feeling? Are you have you played at all uh, the new Dragon Ball collab? Are you also are you a Fortnite guy? I don't really I, know. I actually used to be into Fortnite like chapter one Fortnite way back in the day, and then I kind of fell off. And then I started to get back into it a month or two ago. I'm pretty much obsessed with um, Zero Build. I think it's like revitalized my love of Fortnite just because. Me too. I just can't Same. build like, and after taking off like three years of not playing, there's just no shot of me really catching up. And I think the game works really well without building. And so, yeah, I got back into it knowing I'd be spending like $100 on Dragon Ball Z content a month or two later. And we finally arrived. And I'm going to spend that money today. Had to wait for payday. Uh, but I have been playing. And it is incredible. They're missing Oolong. My boy Oolong. Where's he at? Not in the game. One of the best characters in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Um, but I guess Goku and Vegeta are fine. Uh, I think my favorite thing about it is just like it's just insanity. Like you're, it's, I saw a, a Goku kill somebody with the Kamehameha and then fight, fight Darth Vader with the lightsaber and then Venom appears. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't imagine if I grew up with the game like this, just everything you can possibly think of in entertainment media in one game, shooting each other with Glocks and AKs. It's, it's a wild time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the state of gaming right now is you got multiverses, you got this, uh, but I feel like nobody does it quite like Fortnite. Yeah. Sean, how you feeling about this collab? Dude, I I, I feel like I'm going to be negative on it, honestly, a little bit. So if Jesse's going to be positive. That's fair. That's fine. I would rather Jesse go first. <laughs> Jesse, you go first. So I don't, the collab is, is cool. Uh, the thing that like I'm really focusing on is everyone's so enamored with the fact that like, Oh, Goku, like like Wes just said, right? Like Goku killed Darth Vader with his lightsaber and then like hit the gritty. And like, it's weird because Fortnite has been this for so long, but there's something specifically about Goku just being like the ultimate form of meme. It's like, oh, now Goku does this. And now it's suddenly like, oh my God, like, look what this game has done. But it's like, you've had Superman, you've had all the Marvel heroes, you've had 
Tom Holland, you've, you've had Zendaya, you've had like all these LeBron James, all these people doing the same thing. But something about Goku has just like pushed it over the edge to like, oh, this is the peak. It will not get better than this. This is the funniest thing that can be done in this video game is hitting the gritty on a dead Darth Vader that you have killed with his own lightsaber. And then maybe Kamehameha like a fish man. And like, there we go. We've hit the barrier. We've done it. Congratulations. And to me, that is very funny. Yeah, I, I have thoughts too. But Sean, light it up. What What's going on? Let me you hate it. No, I don't, I don't. I don't hate it. But let me preface this by saying I love Dragon Ball and I love Naruto. So these are not really comparisons. However, I do think that the Dragon Ball character models do not look very good. Like yeah. Goku, Goku and Vegeta do not look right to me. They're they're a little rough look comparatively to the Naruto skins too. Yes, like, and so it's the heads. It's the heads, dude. And so here's the other problem. The Naruto versions, I actually think there are parts of the Dragon Ball collab that look way better. I think they look more detailed. Some of the Naruto things just look like blank slates, but all the proportions are right. So it looks really good. But Goku just looks a little crazy, and Vegeta looks really bad. And frankly, I think Vegeta is pay to lose because of how tall his hair is. <laughs> like, if, if you're poking on the side of a border for it, like, you're just going to get your head ripped off. And I also think there were some weird corners that they cut. Like, so, talking about the Naruto collab, Sasuke has a sword on his back, and when Sasuke pulls out the sword, you see the back bling change, because, like, the hilt isn't on the back bling anymore. And, one, it doesn't take up a back bling slot, and, two, it's, like, adaptive. For Dragon Ball, they sold the power pole back bling as a separate thing that only changes when you take the power pole out which i thought was a little weird and i don't know if you guys have had a chance to use the power pole but it feels so weird because it doesn't swing like a normal axe it's like a little jab animation and like when you're using it to break yeah. balls down it feels kind of crazy so i don't know i was a little disappointed with it from that standpoint but i also came to the realization that naruto just had so many more easily adaptable things that they could turn into back bling and, and pickaxes like you've got hidan's axe you've got kunai you've got sasuke's sword you've got gara's gourd for the back bling you've got hinata's backpack you've got the the mask from the anbu and when right before the collab came out, I was like, what are they going to do for Dragon Ball? And they didn't have a lot of options. Um, the other thing that kind of bums me out personally, I know that it's a super collab. I think that Bulma's character model actually looks the best out of all of them. Maybe Beerus. Beerus also looks like pretty accurate. But I'm sad that it's Bulma's super outfit. Like she has so many iconic yes. looks from Z yes. and Dragon Ball. Yeah. And like, and I know it's a super collab and that's how you can write it off. But the Naruto collab was a ship it in collab and they have all of their Boruto outfits. So like, I think they could have done a style easily and incorporated it. But things that I think they did really well, the fact that you get the Dragon Ball radar back bling for free, the fact that you get the power up emote for free, the Shenron for free, the Nimbus cloud is the best glider in the game. IMO. So it does some stuff really well. Dude, it's so good. The other thing that really annoys me about the collab is the Kamehameha because like <laughs> I know I I don't like when they put really broken stuff in the game like you know we all remember the infinity sword the sword was it the infinity sword yeah. the infinity sword the max yeah, the planes the UFOs like all of this stuff is kind of annoying 
and it's like cool to see everybody. Didn't they have the do Thanos it. gauntlet? They had Didn't the they have Thanos the Infinity gauntlet? gauntlet? Yeah. yeah, they had yeah. everything. So like it is cool, but there nothing feels worse than just getting nuked by Kamehameha. I'm like, yeah, the dude's suspended in air, but if you don't have a good angle on it, you're just getting blasted and you insta lose the game. So it's like cute, but I'm super glad it's gonna be gone in like twelve days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, same. It's um I well, I hope it's not like a long term. I imagine as soon as the collab's over, it's out of the game. Because the infinite the problem with the Infinity Sword, that was like an epic they publish uh, Infinity Blade, I believe, back in the day. And so, like, that wasn't a timed, licensed thing. They're, that was just, like, their IP. And they were like, yeah, this is a weapon in the game now. Uh, same with planes and the mechs. Like, I'm having I'm having a better time enjoying the ridiculousness of the Kamehameha versus something like the planes or the mechs or the swords. Because I do know it's going to be, like... Once that that deal's over, it's out of the game. Hopefully, that was how I felt about the the UFOs too. But I'll tell you what, I've played probably too much Fortnite to admit on a podcast the past couple of days, and like I'm getting real sick again, blasted <laughs> by the Kamehameha. <laughs> Especially, I, I that's I, that's fair. I also play no build like Wes, and like you you have no no line of defense against that thing. I just like try to slide and juke, and half the time I make it out, other half I'm just roasted. But I've only played, because I've been traveling, I have only gotten to actually play probably six or seven matches of the collab. So it's also fresh. The you know I haven't gotten nuked that many times myself yet. I've done most of the nuking. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. But at the same time, I'm looking back. At, I'm thinking back at one of my clips where I just came out and I had the Nimbus and the Kamehameha. And I just came out of nowhere and just ended a dude's game with like, he had no time to respond. I'm, I'm like, that sucks if that's him. But for me, in the moment, it was great. Uh, I, I almost wish like this was like a limited time mode. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do that instead of implementing it into the main, the main game like they have. Um, just because LTMs when you sign up for those, it's a lot easier to just go in and be like, okay, I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah. You know, who cares? It's a limited mode. Um, whereas when you put it in the main game, it's like. Okay, you're really messing with stuff now. And they've also I've noticed lately like they've been like un they've been vaulting and reviving stuff out of nowhere lately. And normally they they'll like vault a weapon or bring one back like once every few weeks, you know. Lately I feel like they've it's just like, "Oh, this is back in the game now. Oh, okay, now now these inflatable pads are back in the game. Oh, the charged SMG, you're not going to vault that, are you?" <laughs> they should. <laughs> There's been a lot of. Oh, I wish you would. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a weird time for the game. But I I like the skins. I want to know from from Wes as the resident Dragon Ball expert, what would you have liked to see from the collab? I think my biggest problem with it, um, kind of like what you alluded to, is that it's like a super collab which makes sense you know superheroes and theaters what like tonight um and super is obviously the main brand going forward but like the nostalgic factor like the hit is dragon ball z and for me personally i would have loved to seen even some like dragon ball representation i still like i adore the original dragon ball show i mean they brought the power pole in and the power pole hasn't been seen yeah. for, for like 25 years yeah and then, yeah, just like a little more attention. I'm actually like a little surprised in the models because like it is really cool to see them in the game and Beerus does look good, Bulma looks good. But yeah, the heads on Vegeta and Goku are so 
I don't know. They're, there's something off about them. And I feel like with these anime characters, those are easier to kind of hit as far as modeling. You're not modeling a real life actor like Tom Holland. You're taking something that's already being hand-drawn in a different form of media and putting it into game. So I've, I'm a little disappointed that the heads turned out to be what they are. Um, but I also, yeah, I think I'm just riding the high of seeing Dragon Ball Z in Fortnite. Yeah, I'm torn too. And, and I feel like I feel like I was, you know, maybe sounded a little more negative than I actually am on it. I'm just a little, I feel like Dragon Ball means so much to me as a person that like just seeing the weird models was like a little sad, you know. But You're like a big fan. So you're the little things are going to stand out to you versus. Yeah, exactly. My mom who plays Fortnite is like, oh, it's Dragon Ball. I know yeah. these characters. Yeah. And I do think they did really cool stuff. Like the fact that that Goku and Vegeta come with a reactive emote that changes their hair is that is yeah. really sick. Dude. And like the like fusion I, dance yeah, and the fusion dance. You got to give them credit where credit's due. But I, I do think there was just. I think it's kind of hard to not compare them to the Naruto skin line. And the Naruto skin line, frankly, felt like way more bang for your buck for what you get. But I, I definitely agree. I, I feel like they needed some Dragon Ball Z influence. Bulma specifically, like, who who cares about, uh, like, super adult Bulma? <laughs> you know I remember I mean? when all of this leaked and everybody was like, the fourth skin, I think, is Bulma. Like, it was pointing to that. And I'm in my head, I'm like oh, they're going to use this OG Dragon Ball skin or maybe the like teal dress shirt thing she wears in Z or something. And I saw this and I was like, huh, that's that wasn't even an option in my head. But yeah, the uh, her her old like yellow jacket with the black long sleeve. I feel like that look is like iconic for Bulma. What do you guys think about because, you know, they had a part two Naruto collab. What do you guys think about a part two Dragon Ball collab? Like, what does it look like? It's got to be Piccolo and Gohan, right? Those are the yeah. other two, yeah. considering Those if they're like, going the super route, and that's the movie theme yeah. is, is Gohan and Piccolo, right? Yep. Also, it's it's going to be weird how they implement some characters, because Dragon Ball characters have, like, a large amount of, like, verticality to them. Like, Piccolo towers over, you know, other characters. Krillin is, like, super short. Like, do they implement, like, a short character model? Like, how does that affect hitboxes? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Do they make Krillin tall? <laughs> and that'd be super weird. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, like Chounce. That, that's part <laughs> Chounce of the reason for I think why those models are so disproportioned yeah. is I feel like there was a hitbox problem, and they were like, "Oh, just make the head a little, make the hair taller, make the head a little bit bigger," and it resulted yeah. in this really bizarre looking thing. Because like, why else would you do that? I also I think that you have I don't I haven't seen the movie, um, but you have to put Android eighteen in there, right? Like I feel like Fortnite has so many. Uh, you know, female skins that they try to sell because it makes so much money that you got to put Android 18 in there. That's kind of who I was hoping yeah. the fourth spot would be, to be honest. Like the blue jeans Same. with the black oh vest, white shirt. Dude, yeah. would have been so sick. I know. Dude, Trunks from DBZ would yep. be so sick oh with his uh, his vest. And his the vest sword. And the sword. sword. Yeah, the sword. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think they need, they need some more, like, villain representation because Beerus is like... A, he's like hardly a villain. I don't even really know yeah. Beerus. He, he's, he's a, a villain for like for a hot like minute. A, I was gonna say for like a little I, bit. Like, like, dude, you yeah. could get you could get Perfect Cell, which also might Frieza. be weird because of verticality. Debora. You can get muscular. Debo- dude, Debora. That would be. Put Debora the move. Let him spit cement. Oh, what about Raditz? Yeah, Raditz would be cool. good. Raditz would be sick, actually. Raditz and Nappa. Put his crater somewhere on the map where he arrives. Get the farmer with the shotgun. Oh, that'd be sick. Stand wow. right out there. 
Oh, what about like the well again verticality, but the Ginyu Force in some capacity? Dude, that would be cool. Baby. What if they put the Ginyu Force emote in there? So like five people had to like emote. Oh, that would that'd be, be really tight. cool. That'd be sick. Um, you have to you know go how find they have... fifth person. Yeah. What do you guys think about the? There's a lot of sentiment online that the anime skins are pay to lose because they take the shading from the world a little differently. Do you have you guys have any thoughts on that? Because I was playing landed at Sleepy Sound as Naruto and it was nighttime and I saw a dude who I couldn't really see and then I realized that I was basically glowing and I, it, oh, it made me yeah. think about it made me think about that because of um like the Chun Li skin looks so good and obviously she's not like an anime character but I kind of like I kind of wish that like Goku and Naruto came out in the Fortnite style sure like the they the lighting it's like they have uh the cell shading right and the lighting doesn't they aren't like really lit they're like they're not globally lit they're like it's almost like their lighting's like pre-rendered like baked in whereas other characters in the world their lighting is done in real time they don't they don't match like the art style so they just it looks like they've been placed on top of the art and you can i used the um long time ago when i was on android i had the whatever samsung note collaboration i got like the galaxy oh, skin you had the, the galaxy, galaxy skin yeah oh. i still rock it because oh. people will message me and be like can i pay you for this and i'm like i don't even know how you would do that i have it already um and that is like you're just a galaxy dude walking around it is so obvious and my friends hate playing with me because they always tell me hey you stick out like a sore thumb um and i'm yeah they, these anime characters or even the what's the one bellberry or whatever her name is in the shop right now um oh yeah i like her yeah, same same thing with the art. Like they do stand out. Yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't really care. Uh, if I was going into a tournament, would I use an anime skin? No. But I feel like the amount of times that me wearing an anime skin actually make a difference in me winning or losing a game is probably really small. And yeah. sure, maybe maybe there are moments like Sean was mentioning, like where oh I am sticking out, but I know that. And I'm gonna adjust my gameplay. You know, I can, I can hide behind trees or whatever. You know, I feel like I, I much rather, I like the fantasy enough to like put up with the disadvantages. But I, I, I mean, yeah. that being said, I haven't seen what a Goku would look like in like the Fortnite style. Maybe it's really cool, and you can get the best of the best of both worlds. You know, um, yeah, I don't same know. Naruto. I w- I was just looking at the Chun Li model the other day for scientific purposes and it just it just looks so (laughs) good like her head and her hair has like such detail um so yeah i mean i'm not mad at the cell shading i do think it's cool and it's kind of like an homage to anime video games but it is definitely weird that you just don't take the lighting at all and maybe that would have helped making goku look normal (laughs) you know i do wonder how people would have reacted if they were regular models like not anime because part of the appeal is them looking like they do in the show, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. Oh, almost... I am looking at Chun Li, huh? Yeah, she does look really good. Right. She looks like super normal. But I have seen. I'm also. I'm kind of on Fortnite Twitter because I never really left it when I got like Giga into it in 2017, and I saw a lot of people um, saying that they hoped that Goku wouldn't be in the anime style. But I, I don't know. I think that you are right. Like I do think. It, it, does that matter to normal people? You know, to people who are like yeah. surprised <laughs> when the shop refreshes and it's Goku. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, people that are like jumping into Fortnite for the first time because of Dragon Ball Z, if they saw like regular models, they'd be like, this is weird. Why would I play this? I think. But um, yeah, like if you're actually trying to win and like you care about putting in work and what can stop you from winning, then you're definitely at a disadvantage to an extent. I'm just I'm just so good. I don't have to worry about that. You know, I can um, just play with whatever skin I, I want. I play with a guy who know? uses mouse and keyboard, so I'm all set. I don't even have to. Yeah, kill. you just walk around. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do when I play with Alex. Man, and, so and if you're playing on video. Switch, yeah, just play on Switch and like let him carry you to victory. Dude, <laughs> last last night I played uh, with my friends Krista and Brian, and they're on Switch and Xbox. I dropped a twenty bomb. <laughs> I dropped a twenty <laughs> bomb in a game because like. We're in the switch lobbies. Like those dudes have twelve frames a second. Like they don't even see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like the draw distance is like so small on the. On yeah, the your anime version. model doesn't even matter. <laughs> Do you want to know what's crazy though? At season when season five came out, I think that was when Switch Fortnite got announced, and the game ran like perfectly. The next season, they added a bunch of stuff that like changed the graphics, and the game ceased to run on the Switch. Which, like, feels bad. When was that? 2018? Yeah. That's, I think, when... Yeah, I think it was season three. They announced crossplay and Switch. Or was that season seven? I, I don't know. Whenever yeah, it I came to Switch, that's when I got in. Um, and maybe you're right. I, I think I'm I'm speaking out of my butt. That was the whole PlayStation debacle. Okay. Did Switch and crossplay? That was when PlayStation time? was having, like, weird crossplay things. Oh, okay, yeah. It was unsafe for the PlayStation kids. Yeah, exactly. The Fortnite kids were going to... But then you've got the weirdos who, like, turn their shadows off for the competitive advantage. That's me. And I get it. (laughs) But I'm also like, you can't can't see them in the shadows? No, No, dude. That's like the PUBG uh, when you would put your graphics on the lowest setting so you wouldn't render the grass. Yes. And you could see people hiding in the grass. Yes. Literally me, dude. (laughs) Devious. Dude, it's just because I watch like I watch so many Fortnite creators. I think I think that Fortnite coming back, especially with the surge of the Dragon Ball collab, has just made me miss. Like I'm loving it for the run around with your friends vibe and do whatever you want and like talk about your day and then like occasionally get squad wiped. But I really miss what it was like in 2018 when it was just such the zeitgeist. Like, not that I was a big ninja fan, but like to to timestamp it when Ninja was like the biggest streamer, like that was some of the most exciting times to watch creators like Daquan and I don't really like Tifu, but you know, Tifu, Nick Merckx, whatever. And myth. Um, myth, myth, huge one. And um I do kind of miss that aspect, but when I was watching all these guys, I mean they were like the gods to me, you know. So whatever settings they had, they had view distance on epic, shadows on off. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember I would type in... Uh, at the time, it was like Overwatch and Fortnite I was really into. I'd type in like Overwatch pro player settings and dial them yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, I did the same thing with Fortnite. But uh, real quick, Wes, you need to go, don't you? Yes, I do. You've got an appointment to be um, to. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, put Oolong in the game, bring some Dragon Ball content in, and uh, Fortnite will be a 12 out of 10 game again. Bye, everybody. Perfect. That sounds great. Bye, Bye Wes. Bye, uh, Wes. Follow us on Twitter, at LeBlancWes on Twitter. Yes. Um, we'll talk to you later, Wes. If you just want to send me your audio uh, via Discord, little inside baseball, that un- that'll be fine for me. Can do. Bye, y'all. All right. Bye, Wes. Bye-bye. All right. So now it's me, Sean, Jesse, kind of talking about the state of Fortnite. I feel like 
and I was going to do a video on this, and maybe I will still, but I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like Fortnite, its biggest strength are these collaborations, the the silliness of it. But I honestly feel like that's also, and I don't mean to sound like simple-minded, but it's also its like biggest weakness, I think. And specifically, I think Fortnite has a Disney problem right now. There is clearly some sort of, you know, agreement that they have signed together where Fortnite almost just feels like a Marvel game. As of late, I remember I was going to the shop a week ago and I want there was like 20 20 Marvel skins in a row and like two two original Fortnite skins. And I'm of the opinion like I love the collaborations. I'm I love the Goku stuff, the idea of it, right? I like playing the characters I love, but there's something lost. I I think kind of we were talking about like that we'll call it like the golden age of Fortnite, right? Like back when oh my god, you know, did Drake play Fortnite with Ninja? Was that a thing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was sort of the big moment that Sean was alluding to yeah. earlier. Back in those days when like, oh my god, Drake's playing right now with Ninja. Do you remember like the, the skin game that they had back then? And I don't, I'm not yes. talking crap about, about them. Like they've got, they're juggling so many things. They've kind of simplified their art style a bit when it comes to skins. They'll still put out like really uh, cool skins now and then, but They've definitely like prioritized a lot of their you can tell a lot of their their artist resources are going towards pumping out like the Marvel skins. And I feel like their OG, you know, epic owned skins are like suffering because of it. I think like they're, you know, obviously prioritizing the thing that brings them money, but I miss like back when the Battle Pass had these like really cool I mean, they call it the John Wick skin, but before John Wick was in the game, they had the, you know, OG season one level 100. Oh, dude, the Reaper. Um, the the astronaut skin with the fish inside of it. That's yeah, that um, was the first skin I ever bought in Fortnite, like the merman or whatever, whatever his name was. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, they every now and then will have those, but I miss specifically when those were the carrot on the stick for the battle pass. I don't give a hell, um, about. Indiana Jones. Like, why is he the carrot on the stick? I mean, I like Darth Vader, but I feel like Darth Vader was already in the game. and Maybe he wasn't. But, like, at the end of every battle pass now, it's just a Marvel skin, and I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm fine if you want to give me that at level one for buying the battle pass. But I miss, like, the... the, Remember the Valkyrie Queen? Um, They had the giant ice dragon. I spent $20 on that glider. (laughs) <laughs> um, there are just so many iconic the, the pirate that would become undead over yeah. time, like become the yep. skeleton. Yeah, there's so many like iconic Fortnite skins that I feel like they aren't getting, they don't have the bandwidth right now to make those anymore, and I miss that. Yeah, I I agree, and it's funny you bring it up because I was having the same thought last night. I do think what you're saying about the Disney Marvel thing, there's obviously something going on there and it's been going on for a couple of years. Like when they did the guardians of the galaxy skins and the black widow skin, they, they did a whole Marvel season. Yeah. The entire yeah, battle exactly. pass was all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I what's do changed. Think, <laughs> yeah. And, and I do think that there is a, that Fortnite has its own aesthetic and like stuff to bring like Jonesy is iconic. You know what I mean? Keely. Yeah. Yeah, Ely, like what happened to the llama? The llama used to be like an icon yeah. and I feel like the llama's just like 
the llama's horrible now. I think when Save the World kind of went by the wayside, so did the llama, because that was sort of their loot box equivalent. Yeah. But like uh... even looking through my looking through my locker, like there are a lot of really cool OG like not OG, but like original Fortnite skins, you know? I, I do think that the collabs probably generate an obnoxious amount of money. So <laughs> yeah. I think I think they're probably not going anywhere. But I, I completely agree. Like I did like my guy I just I, I have a tomato head plushie somewhere. I just loved Tomato Head. Like I, I loved their yeah. original IP, you know? And and with Jesse, like I also bought the Merman and I loved using that guy on my Switch. So good. Um I do think that there were just so many cool skins. Do you guys remember what is his name? It was like he was like a prisoner. Yeah, what's his name? The prisoner. And you when you unlocked him, you had to like run around and like get these different things on the map to evolve the skin. Like it was it was so cool. They had so much cool stuff going on. And now it really is like Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I don't right? remember and him like, specifically, but I definitely had a skin that was like complete these challenges and you will get like different colors and different things yeah. for that character. And they, they do still have that now, but it's not quite the same. What I will say that Epic has done way better, in my opinion, is the battle pass. Because the battle pass used to be a complete slog, and it would like suck the fun out of the end of every battle pass for me because you could only get all the rewards if you grinded all the challenges and if you accidentally put the challenges off, like you were cooked. Um, and now like you can just play the game and level up and earn stars. And like, I was seven ace the way done with the battle pass before I ever bought it. So I do think they made that really cool, but I agree. Like I do miss when the last skin was like, Oh my God, this is the coolest skin I've seen. And now it's like Omega dude or omega. og omega was dude. like the coolest thing in oh season three. man yes and guess what i didn't get the full no. oh sorry i got the me full neither build of, no no i got the full build of omega not the full build of carbon is that right whichever the last one was i don't have the colors for i yeah. just have the the suit because like you can unlock like the different co- like color leds on them yeah and i never because you had to like hit level 100 and then like complete challenges like the special challenges you unlocked and that was before they let you carry those over to the next season because that was something they eventually did which i really appreciated was like if you get the level 100 battle pass character like the challenges that come with them you can continue to do post that season yeah yeah i didn't finish omega and man did i miss out yeah the the final omega skin oh my god dude i think i'm on like tier three of that skin and i'm missing like three of them three of like the more because he just looks so freaking cool and like i'm fine if they keep the marvel stuff but like just keep it in the shop you know have the battle pass be like these really cool unique original characters uh i don't know i just i think it's really funny you mentioned the um the fake john wick skin i forget what that name was but that was the tier 100 on the battle pass but um yeah the I really liked Omega and I think the other guy's name is Carbon because it cuz like a carbide because it was just Iron Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so but it was it like a Fortnite's <laughs> take on it. Yeah, exactly. So it is kind of funny that we're like uh the collabs suck but we do like the knockoff collabs. I don't know, dude. It just felt like it does feel like they're just going specifically the Marvel stuff is a little overpowering because it's so many skins. 
And when the store was just yeah. Marvel stuff, it was too many Marvel things. You know it was I mean? overwhelming. I was like, y'all, we can like pace this out, you know, like, and I logged into the store the other day after they took away the Marvel stuff. And it was just like normal stuff, like just Fortnite IP characters. I was like, these like aren't as detailed as I want them to be because obviously like they go where the money is. But it was like refreshing to like have just, oh, it's just original skins. Like I'm actually interested to see what's in the shop instead of, you know, oh, I bet there's a third or fourth Spider-Man in the game. Oh, oh, yeah. Another Star Wars character. Nice. Like I'm like when there's original stuff, I'm like, oh, what, what weird stuff have they made now? You know, they added a skin that I found out the other day. It's called uh, like it's part of the show your style set. It's a skin that you can apply gun wraps to. So it's just like a Fortnite that's super skin. Cool. Well, that's and cool. you can apply the Akatsuki gun wrap to it. So like they just they're wearing a Akatsuki drip like that's cool. <laughs> and it doesn't need to. Oh, be I'm looking like right now. Yeah. Licensed stuff. So, yeah, I, I totally feel you. I, I think that that honestly, I, I feel like we've. I feel like we've been a little hard on Fortnite because it's because we're having so much fun and playing it so much that we see all like the cracks in their armor. But I think oh, I love the game. This is the most fun I've had playing Fortnite since before they introduced the planes and mechs. Like I was playing that game every single day for hours at a time in 2018. And I put it down for like four years because they just made the game so ridiculous and like tough to play. But now it's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to play anything other than Fortnite. And I do think that the zero build is a big part of it. I think there's a lot of quality of life stuff. They're nailing the fact that you can access your locker and ready up as soon as you get illuminated is so great. The fact that you never have to touch the lobby, but I do, I do wish that they would return to their roots a little bit because this version of Fortnite is like nearly unrecognizable from like what it used to be and I, i'm right there with you like i mean we play all the time but for the listeners yeah this i am i the last time i've only ever completed one other battle pass and i've never completed the bonus levels so i, I think right now i'm at like battle pass level i think i'm like 105 somewhere between 105 and 110 and like i'm unlocking the bonus stuff the last i've only other done that one other time in the game's history and that kind of tells you how much i've been playing and i'm like sean i haven't really been completing challenges i've just been playing the game so much that uh i i unlocked everything and man i just love the game i and i i'm going back to the dragon ball stuff like i i love the anime collabs i think like they're really interesting even though they're not even even though they're not perfect right now I just want to kind of get away from the Disney stuff um, a little more. And I think I think Wes shouted out the Bellberry skin that was in the item shop recently. Like, that's kind of stuff that, like, I would love to see them do more of. Um, these really, you know, intricate, really cool, detailed, like, skins that have, like, a theme behind them, you know? I love that stuff. And I'd like them to do more of it. But, Jesse, any any closing thoughts on Fortnite? Um, something I hadn't really thought about until right now, uh, when we were talking about the Marvel stuff, specifically the Disney collab is like, you got to imagine, right? Like 2018 Fortnite was in its zeitgeist. It was in its like highest period. And that like Marvel cinematic universe was also like gearing up for end game, like getting to the, the, you know, the peak of its sort of popularity. You got to imagine that all this Marvel deal took place in like 2018, 2019. Right. And it was just the pipeline of how long it took to come out. 
So like we didn't start seeing a lot of that until 2020 when like two years ago, it was like the only thing that people would talk about is like they put Thanos in Fortnite. Oh my God. These are the two biggest things collabing like yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you know, that, that stuff is still kind of going from 2018. And it's like, it feels like now they're maybe starting to hit that point where they're like, okay, all this stuff that's kind of been in production is, is winding down. We can start looking at things like, like Shonen Jump and we can start looking at other things. They've done weird crossovers like Borderlands. There's that Borderlands skin in the game where they made like a whole area of the map cell shaded at one point. They've done like Batman and a bunch of DC stuff. Like they're, they're getting there slowly, but surely, but they're, they're definitely moving to other properties. Cause I think they've kind of exhausted Marvel as a property, even star Wars. Like how much more star Wars can we possibly see? They've, they've kind of well, done all the big ones at this point. Yeah. Well, until a new show comes out, but <laughs> fair. But even the new shows are about old stuff anyway. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so that's kind of like Fortnite. Sean, any closing thoughts? I didn't want to. I want to make sure I got you got it all out. Uh, yeah, I, I got it all out. I love Fortnite. It's so much fun. And you have <laughs> resurfaced my pain that I didn't finish the Omega skin. And I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all with. Well, you. we're going to let's get let's get into housekeeping real quick. We got a podcast review to read. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Embracer Group. They're the headline of the week, I think. Just they've bought so many things this week, and yeah, they just continue to grow their portfolio uh, in a weird way. But um, real quick, podcast review of the week. Uh, shout out to Crash Chords. Crash Chords went and left a five star review. Now, if you want to leave a review, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave an honest review, please. I don't, I don't want you to, you know, uh, BS it. I want you to be honest. So if it's not a five star. Give us a four star, whatever. Um, just be, just be constructive. Don't be mean. I, I'm not gonna read mean. Tell us your favorite Fortnite skin. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good prompt. Tell, yeah. Leave us a review. Tell us your favorite Fortnite skin. This week's review comes from Crash Chords. They left a five star review, uh, saying, "Love the show so much. I've been only listening for the last three or four months, but I love the energy. And even though there is a lot of change." I'm a longtime fan of Alex Van Aken, and I know the show is in good hands. Keep up the excellent work. Love the articles and videos from the team, too. Cheers. Oh, thank you so much, Crash Quotes. I actually didn't read that review in advance, so that's very nice of you. Thank you. I'm, I want to know your real name, not your iTunes name, so I can shout you out. But, uh, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. Let's move on to uh, weekly Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash GameInformer, 2 p.m. Central, Thursdays and Fridays. I think we're uh got a new replay that just started. They're playing through Metal Gear Rising uh Revengeance. That's a video game, right? It's a good game. And yeah, over on Twitch on Fridays and then Thursdays is our weekly game informer live stream where we we typically just play like whatever's hot that week or or honestly sometimes we just play Fortnite. But yeah, all that twitch.tv slash game informer typically go live two PM Central. Got some cool video content coming up. I'm in London right now, as I said. Went to the Pokemon World Championships. Uh, I'm going to have a video on that up in the next... I think the goal is by tomorrow um, while the event's still happening. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, also got a couple of uh, Evo pieces coming out. Um, particularly my my interview with IDOM. That turned out to be like a, a much more highly edited video I'm really excited about. So if you're a fan of like the Street Fighter Six interview I did um, a couple months back at SGF, Kind of the similar similar style. So go check that out. YouTube.com slash Game Informer. 
Of course, listen to our other podcast, Video Gameography, all things Nintendo, and from panel to podcast. Uh, make sure to follow our crew here this week on social media. You can follow me at It's Van Aken. Follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes. You can follow Jesse at Jesse Vitelli. And you can follow Sean Thomas at X Sean Thomas. And then, of course, shout out to our podcast editor, Matt Storm. Um, they are very helpful in helping me with my bandwidth, and it's been great. I feel like I'm reclaiming the hours of my week. And uh, yeah, so shout out to Matt. You can go and listen to their podcasts. Fun and Games, and Reignite, which is a Mass Effect podcast. All right, let's get into the news real quick, and then we're going to wrap up. Uh, we've got a couple of listener questions after that, but um, we're, we're going to be rounding out the show here in a little bit. A little, little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, I am very tired right now, and I'm ready to sleep, I think. But yeah, Embracer Group, Jesse, give me the, give me the, the cliff notes on what's happening with Embracer Group. I know they bought, they bought Lord of the Rings. Is that right? And other stuff? You threw this to me, and I actually don't know what happened with Embracer Group. Cool. That's what happens when, when we, we, we roll casually. This was not um, in the show notes. No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to load our website, but I think our website crashed, and I was trying to vamp. Yeah, our website crashed. I should tell. Um, I think they bought that. Limited Run Games, too. I think I saw that. Yeah, they bought Limited Run Games. They bought Lord of the Rings. I mean, these are the people they own like everything. Uh, they're like a super, a super investment group that is just buying up things left and right. I think, yeah. Did I say THQ? They've they've got some, limited run is also very weird um, for them. Like that is just such. I feel like that's such a niche thing. That and they've got such big money. It's very surprising to me. I mean, shout out to limited run, but it's very surprising to me that they're going after that that market with their you know big millionaire money. But yeah, uh, I found a Kotaku story I'm going to read through real quick. Uh, the headline is Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit Rights, bought by video game super publisher. It's the first time since 1976 that the rights have changed hands like this. And so this is, I'm going to quote the Kotaku article. It was written by Luke Plunkett. Uh, it says, quote, some background, and please bear with me, this, this gets complicated. Middle Earth Enterprises used to be a division of the Saul Zaints Company a Hollywood production studio that in 1976 managed to pick up the rights to pretty much everything to do with Tolkien except the publication of the books themselves. Those rights were used to make the 1978 animated feature and ever since have only been licensed out to other companies, an operation overseen by Middle-Earth Enterprises and never fully sold. That means everything from Peter Jackson's films to EA's video games were only licensing Lord of the Rings rights. Uh, Amazon's upcoming TV series, uh, relied on a loophole that excluded a TV series of more than eight episodes being included within their rights. Uh, final ownership still lays with the Saul Zaints company and, you know, their IP covers, motion pictures, video games, board games, merch, everything. Until now, the Saul Zaints company floated the sale of their rights earlier this year for an eye-popping $2 billion. And while Embracer's purchase price wasn't disclosed in their announcement, You'd assume the price they paid would be somewhere in that ballpark. Oh, and then there's an update to the news story. In a separate announcement, Embracer says the total cost for all the acquisitions they made today was $8.2 billion uh, SEK, which I guess is around $770 million. This is very weird to me, like the fact that they're going after this. They also bought up Tripwire Interactive today, who makes Killing Floor, 
They make Chivalry. Like Jesse said, they bought limited run games. Uh, Tuxedo Labs, which is like which makes an indie. Do you know the game yeah, Teardown Tear on Steam? Yeah. Yeah. They make Teardown, and now they're owned by Embracer Group. Like all of these random things. Like I, I thought that was just like a dude in his bedroom making Teardown. Maybe I'm wrong, but if it is, he's got a lot of money now. And then I guess a, a Japanese studio called Tatsujin who I guess are the developers of like zero wing and Kotaku's article saying that's the game that gave us all your base are belong to us. But yeah, just they're buying things left and right. And I, I, we don't have to get into like the specifics of it. I just want to have a conversation about this is turning into a monopoly. I think, how do you feel about it? What do you feel like this does for, um, you know, certain IP? Do you think it's a good or a bad thing that, it's all being bought up by one big super publisher. Uh, Jesse, I'll go to you, and then when Sean will go to you. I think Embracer is an interesting case study because I feel like it's buying a bunch of stuff. Up until now, I feel like it's bought a bunch of stuff that was just kind of existing on its own. Like, these exist on their own, but it feels different. Like, I feel like every time I find out that a game is being published by something that Embracer Group owns, I'm like, yeah, this totally makes sense. This would have come out in the PS2 days. Or this was a PS2 game that is now coming out today. Like, they have a very specific market of just, like, old, mid-2000s things that they love to just keep bringing back and either giving new ones or remaking old ones. Or games that come out just feel like they belong in that era. And so, I mean, like, you look at Tripwire's portfolio, it's like Maneater, Killing Floor, games like that. Like, yeah, those are games that I would have loved to play on my PS2. And, like, you've made a PS4, PS5 game that feels like an old 2000s game in a good way i don't mean i'm not knocking any teardown kind of feels that way too yeah they're like these with cool, like beefed up tech weird products that i feel like not a lot of other people are or other major publishers are paying attention to and so do i love that i have to jam my mouth on one faucet to consume all of my content no i hate it but like that's the way the world is and so like embracer group is just going to keep buying stuff and buying stuff and buying stuff and we're just going to be like oh, okay they just own everything and that's just kind of the way it is yeah, they're just wait till the Embracer Fortnite collaboration where you just have Embracer skins. They already did that. Borderlands Embracer Group owns uh, Gearbox. Oh yeah, you're right. God, they own that too. Yeah, Sean, do you have any? Uh, are, you, are you up to date on Embracer Group? Do you have any thoughts? Um, I'm up to date on it. I don't, you know, not. I'm not. I'm obviously not like a big fan of monopolies. Um, however, one of my favorite games of all time is Legacy of Cain, and they own it now. And oh, to Jesse's yeah. point they resurrect a lot of older games. So like selfishly, I'm kind of hoping they do something with that. Nice. Um, I do yeah. not think you are alone in that regard either. I think a lot of people are hoping legacy of Kane shows back up in one way or another. Dude. I don't know if you guys played that game. Nosgoth that square put out in like 2014. It was an asymmetric uh, battle game where it was vampires versus vampire hunters. And it was like using the legacy of Kane IP and it was like actually one of the most fun games oh. I've ever played. And Square just like shelved oh, it because yeah. obviously two out of three of us don't know what it is. Um, but it was <laughs> yeah. really cool. And, and just the Nosgoth lore is just so cool. And like Soul Reaver and Legacy of Kane. So like I hope they do something with it. I'm hoping that instead, I'm, I'm maybe I'll be a little naive. I'm hoping that this is actually just like a good leash on life for new for old IP versus something malicious it's funny embracer group is what used to be thq nordic right they own thq nordic right but thq nordic was the one that was doing all these per like random purchases a couple years ago 
right? Yeah. Yeah. So they if I purchased a bunch of weird stuff. It like THQ Nordic picked up a bunch of basically like when THQ went under, THQ Nordic was found, and then they basically started buying back all of their old IP that went to like sale, and then Embracer Group, I think, um, became them or purchased they, them or they whatever. Kirby sucked them up. I they're think. all they're all in the same yeah. boat. This is also the same group that picked up all those Square Enix studios, whatever it was, like a month or two ago, Eidos Montreal and Crystal Dynamics and them. I remember when the THQ Nordic stuff was going on, everybody in the industry was like, that's weird, but okay. And then the Embracer group just started going hammer and buying like everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I guess we'll see how it pans out. But from a selfish standpoint, I'm definitely hoping for a Legacy of Kane reboot. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. They started that new publishing branch, uh, Koch Media, that they just recently reband- rebranded to Playon. Playon. Yeah. Uh, they have Sabre, Asmodee, and Coffee Stain, and Aspire, who's doing that KOTOR remake, supposedly. At that That's a whole mess over there as well. Oh, a yeah. Lot of, lot of, Embracer owns a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Dark Horse Media, just some real wild, wild stuff. You know, one of my, probably my favorite Lord of the Rings game. The Lord of the Rings, the Battle for Middle Earth, two. Is that the RTS? Did you ever play that? Yeah. The RTS that for like Xbox ruled. 360. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dude, I I played the hell out of that game. I have a copy of it somewhere. Bring in that this back. Do you? Yeah. That was around the time I think that Warcraft three was also still pretty big, and I've flipped between the two, and but I was actually good at Lord of the Rings because it's. It was a bunch of console players, and like the the playing field was a little. That's how I felt about Halo Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I would just like rip it in multiplayer in those games, uh, and I put so many, so much time. I don't know if like did it come packed in with the 360. Maybe I bought my 360 used, and it came with Lord of the Rings. But I remember like I played that from day one um, with my 360, because uh, I think that thing released in like. 2006 so yeah it was like in the very early life cycle of the console it was definitely a blockbuster rental for me at first and then i loved it and bought it yeah that's awesome maybe i never returned it from blockbuster and i just paid the fee maybe that's what happened i don't know big blockbuster can't come after me now no they can't well cool uh let me check to see if we have any listener questions real quick so we do have a couple from the discord uh if you want to leave a a question of course you can join our discord by subscribing to us on Twitch, you just, you just have to do it one time, uh, and then you'll get access. Uh, and you know, feel free to feel free to ask your questions in the Game Informer Show channel. I also put a call out on Twitter, but I think I'm only seeing snarky stuff, so probably probably not gonna read those. Um, but from over on the Discord, uh, oh, and you can also email us podcast at gameinformer.com. Sorry, I'm jet lagged. Uh, Donk in Discord asks, who is the best Dragon Ball character? Uh, Judonka Donk thinks it's Vegeta. Thoughts? Like Dragon Ball. I feel like I'm pretty basic. Are we talking about period? I, I think. I think period. Okay. Just Dragon Ball. Okay. Dragon Ball Z Super GT. Piccolo's really high up there for me, and so is Son Gohan. I'm very basic, I know, but those are probably like my two favorites. Piccolo is just so badass. I love him so much. Yeah, I think it's either I'm, adult I'm, Gohan. I'm kind of upset he's not in the collab. Or Trunks, dude. Trunks was drippy, you know? Yeah. Chiaotzu. Did he get any play in Super? I don't know. I haven't really watched Super. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. Dragon Ball Z is... At, anime has come a long way since then. And it's tough to go back and yeah. watch it. 
like the pacing is all over the place. The writing is not like very yeah. good. There's never any stakes because Goku can die like 40 times a season <laughs> and he always comes back. <laughs> so I don't have yeah. a lot of drive to watch Super. So I don't really know what happens with Trunks there. There's a scene in Super where Goku learns what kissing is despite having three children. And I, I just that's where I, I went. OK, I think huh. I've had enough. Mm, my man's a savage. No kissing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Deborah because he can spit cement. Ooh, that's all that's I got. Good. Or maybe Chiaotzu. Hmm. Somebody, somebody in Discord said Master Roshi, and then they asked that he age well. I don't think no. Master Roshi aged well. No. no. But I love Master Roshi. No, dude. And if you, I don't. I can't. I don't remember his specifics. If you go back and watch Dragon Ball, oh, it's not good. That guy is. That guy is going to prison forever. <laughs> that guy is a problem. I really liked his character design, though, with the turtle shell. Yeah. And yo, like, that was always kind of an iconic get look. I was going to say, that back bling of Fortnite is lit. <laughs> They're like, here's the turtle just, shell did... and this iconic stick. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, where's the guy who holds them? Yeah, for real. I guess. Maybe he'll yeah. come. Maybe he'll come. I don't know. I, I didn't buy those. Maybe. Or, or like, to Wes's point, I want, like, a short character. I want... King Kai. Oolong or Chaozu, but it's never going to happen. I want Chaozu stretched to be... Let me be King Kai. Oh, King Kai would be sick. Yeah. I mean, you could really put any Dragon Ball character in it. I know this is going to get people mad at me. Besides Boo, I'm not really a big, huge Boo guy or Majin Boo. What about Oob? I, I don't like Boo because it's kind of like looking in a mirror for me, and I don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's. You don't when, look like The Boo, Boo song is like really. when I stopped watching. I'm big in pink. We, we look, you look like horrible. you look like teen teen boo. You you have pink lighting in your room. I know, I know. Dude, you know, I, Frieza was actually like my favorite dude of all time. And recently, Nick was rewatching Dragon Ball, and like Frieza kind of sucks, dude. Yes. Yeah, I hate Frieza. But his design is so cool. Frieza has a really good scene in the Broly movie. The Remember when they brought Android Frieza back for one yeah, episode? It's, it's so scuffed. Frieza's still still better than Cooler, though. Not yes. a big Cooler person. Oh, yeah. Cooler's whatever. Honestly, Captain Ginyu's like, pretty high up there for me for favorite Dragon Ball characters. He's so stupid. I love his I love his character design. I love all the old Saiyan gear. So, like, yeah. anybody who's rocking, like, the Saiyan armor, like, gets big points in my book. Android yeah. 21 um, uh, from Fighters. Big fan. Oh, my God. Like, an Android original Fighters character. So cool. Rip rules like i wish and her story is really cool too like i wish that that she'd become a real character i kind of forget that she isn't just because she's been so like the community has adopted her like so quickly and like also she's just everybody plays as her in the competitive scene <laughs> i know um, i, I, I was kind of forget she's not in the show i had to tell summer i was like no she is an exclusive to this game because she she just done so well yeah she feels like she fits in a way that I feel like maybe not all of the Dragon Ball characters feel that way, despite being part of the thing in canon. Real quick, one last thought. I remember back in the day, I had a Shonen Jump compendium or something. And this was back when Toonami was only airing, you know, the dubbed, you know, Z Saga, you know, so, or, or through, through like Cell and Majin Buu, I guess. But there are so many characters that were in GT or Dragon Ball. Um, like all the stuff that you could watch in Japan and I couldn't watch, but I had a compendium of all of the characters 
And I remember just sitting through and reading about all of these characters that I'd never seen in the show. Uh, and I was just fascinated by them. Uh, and like the, it had like their powers and, and their backstories. I was like, dang, this is so cool. And it was like this whole Dragon Ball universe. My point being, they have a lot of characters to pull from. Uh, and I hope that there's a part two for yeah, sure. Same. I think there will be. Word. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show this week. The sun has set. I haven't eaten. I think I'm going to try to try to find Cheeky Nando's or Nando's, whatever it's called. I think there's one like two blocks away from me right now. Nando's uh, is good. So I think Nando's is, is legit worth the hype. Yeah, it is. What's the what's the thing to get? Is it the chicken? Uh, just make sure you get peri peri sauce. That's that's like the real the real deal. Okay. These are all just made up words to all me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Nando's getting the peri peri sauce. Well, now I'm looking at the menu, so I think it's time to go. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining me, Sean. Thanks for joining me, Jesse. Of course, go and follow these lovely two gentlemen. You can follow Sean at X Sean Thomas. Anywhere else people should go check out your work, Sean? Nah, that'll do it. Perfect. Uh, Jesse, where, where can people follow you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Jesse Vitelli, and they can find my work on primagames.com. Uh, thank you, everybody. We will see you next. Uh, will we see you? Ne- so I'm in Gamescom uh, for the next. I'm, I'm in Europe. Next week is Gamescom, though. Probably not going to be a show. Uh, if there is, it's going to be like off schedule. Uh, so I'm figuring that out. I've got my recording equipment here, but with the time difference, there being a whole convention, I'm covering it solo for Game Informer. So, yeah. Uh, stay tuned, Twitter, uh, put up a Facebook post. You can follow me on my personal channels, all that. I'll keep you updated, listeners, uh, on when the next episode will drop. I will record an episode on my own. Yeah, Jesse's going to be the be new host. talking for one hour. Perfect. Uh, not much different from this episode. <laughs> uh, just, just talking into a mic. It was great. It was nice. I enjoyed this. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to review the show, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.